Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Headlines of the day. Today is, of course, uh, Thursday, or as we like to say, March Madness Thursday. Uh, it is getting ready for the March Madness tournament to kick off, so we'll talk a lot about that. Also, getting to some NFL talk with the new rule change that went into effect, and also Brian Erlacher and his departure from the Chicago Bears. The Miami Heat, uh, they avoid a loss, a blowout loss against Cleveland. We'll talk about that and also the NBA action as well. We're also taking your phone calls, 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906 to talk to me and ask questions, comments, because you guys are stars of the show as well, too. I want to remind everyone you can follow us online at rfsportsradio.com. We can hear 24-7 live sports talk. Also on the TuneIn Radio app by going under RFSN. Also, follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. So let's jump right into the show. Start off with a little March Madness to get started today. So I want to know, just a show of hands, you don't have to call in, you don't have to uh, tell on yourself, you don't have to email. How many of you guys are staying home today or uh, called in sick today because it is the start of the tournament? You know, this was a big popular thing. You have a lot of sports bars, you have a lot of, uh, restaurants are doing all kinds of uh, giveaways and events for today. You get that crowd that's going to miss work today to see some of the games. And th- there's some good games on today. So I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of what you're going to be seeing. And if you're at work, if, if you're still not able to break away from the job and watch all the March Madness, then this is what you'll be missing and what you'll be hearing about today. I think the biggest matchup today is going to be uh, Missouri against Colorado State. Uh, the number nine seed gets the eight seed. They they play today. Also, Oregon against Oklahoma State, uh, Cincinnati and Creighton, Iowa State and Notre Dame. So you've got a lot, a lot of good, good games on tap for the day, guys. So if you're having a chance to watch March Madness today, give me a shout. Let me know what's going on. Hit me on Twitter. Send me an email. Let's figure out what's happening today. Now, we talked about uh, yesterday about the brackets and, I know a lot of people fill out brackets, and they even have uh, fantasy brackets now and all kinds of uh, websites and things of that nature. So make sure you guys go ahead and get your brackets for that because you're really up against the gun at this point. But I didn't do a bracket this year only because I, I don't feel confident in any team that I picked. 
you know, the fact when you have a week where every top five team basically loses in the stretch of about 10 days, then it's really hard for me to put my money where my mouth is in terms of picking an actual team that can win the whole thing. I see President Obama put his bracket out there, which he has Louisville and Indiana uh, playing in the national tournament. So who knows? You know, if the president says so, then I guess he's got a little weight. Of course, he's a great basketball fan. He, but, of course, he likes his Big Ten schools because he picked a lot of Big Ten schools to win in the bracket as well, too. So, you guys, make sure you have a safe day today, have plenty of beer today, and enjoy some March Madness as well, too. Let's jump to the NFL, where this story kind of took its own legs yesterday, and it's still one of the top stories of the day and it's our sports headline from the NFL, and that's Brian Erlacher. Him and now the Bears are going to be parting ways. He is now listed as UFA, which means unrestricted free agent. Go sign with anyone he wants to after him and the Bears decide they can't come to terms on what they want to do with this eight-time Pro Bowler and played 14 years in the league, eight times a Pro Bowler, now going to be leaving the Bears, the defense that he built, the defense that – he has been the uh, forefront on. He's been the guy for that defense. He's had his defense take him all the way to a Super Bowl uh, with a quarterback like Rex Grossman, which is an accomplishment in itself, that alone to get him in the Hall of Fame. But him and Chicago Bears part ways over money. And my question to everyone out there listening is, who do you blame or do you blame Erlacher for this happening or do you blame the, the ownership, do you blame the new GM, the new head coach? A lot of changes in Chicago, and this is one of the biggest changes in terms of player personnel uh, for the Chicago Bears. For what Brian Erlacher says is he actually, and I heard this interview this morning on Mike and Mike on ESPN, you know, the the thing with Brian Erlacher was he, his agent was told by the team, hey, make us an offer. So he puts an offer out there, and, of course, in negotiation, you don't want to start where you're going to end. So he put out a pretty big offer. They sent him back a counteroffer of a take-it-or-leave-it deal, a one-year deal for $2 million, which he admittedly said is not, you know, nothing to sneeze at. It's good money. He knows $2 million goes a long way, especially in this economy and the way things are. But he feels like he doesn't want to put his body through all that kind of rigorous ordeal and, and everything that goes into playing at a physical level like he does for $2 million for the Bears. And the question is, do you blame or like him for feeling that way? He's put in 14 seasons with his team. He's been the face of this franchise. And now he wants a little bit more, and he reportedly won anywhere between 3 to $4 million. To lose a guy like Erlacher on your team, when you got a brand-new head coach that's trying to put in his system, is it worth it to lose a guy over a $1 million? Let's just say they could have signed him at $3 million. Is it worth it to lose a guy like that on your defense for $1 million? And, and I go back to what Brian Urlacher has been known for. He's very outspoken, and he's a Lovey Smith guy. So I think that came into consideration when thinking, do we play hardball with this guy? Do we give him what he wants? Because if he's a Lovey Smith guy, he's always with the bat for Lovey Smith. Anytime the media says, hey, get rid of him, we don't need him, he's not good for the team, he's always stood there and backed Lovey Smith to the T on everything that Lovey Smith wanted to do. He was in his corner. Now, with that said, he didn't want Lovey Smith to go, and he didn't agree with that decision whatsoever, and he's been at odds with the ownership group and even the GM at times from the Chicago Bears, 
And maybe this was the right move from an organizational standpoint because when you have a new coach in there trying to give a new message, a new GM trying to change things up, you don't want Brian Urlacher to have control of your locker room and spreading negative things in the locker room. Not saying that Urlacher is that type of player because, of course, he's a veteran. He knows his, this business. And I think he's more of a leader of men. You know, he's not quite Ray Lewis, but he's a middle linebacker that leads that defense. And they're going to follow him, and he's going to be able to to perform. Now, truth be told, he did miss the last four games of last season with an injury. He also missed the entire season with a wrist injury at one time. So there's question marks about his health, but he says he feels better than ever. And this is the first offseason in two years he's been able to participate and lift weights and get his legs stronger. And he's determined right now to make something happen for another team. So do you want your team to get Brian Urlacher? That's my next question. Do you want your team to bring him in? Do you think your team needs a leader like that? Now, of course, he wants to play for a contender. Well, I got news for Mr. Urlacher. Most contenders, guys that are on the edge of winning, have good middle linebackers. I have a, a decent defense. But he's open to playing with other teams. And I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what team out there goes after Brian Urlacher to be the anchor for their defense. I can think of a few teams I think they really need one. Unfortunately, those teams are not really Super Bowl contenders. But you never know. You never know. It can end up in New England. It can end up in all kind of other places. Who knows what may happen or what may not happen when it comes to Brian Urlacher. So I want to get you guys' feedback on that. Who do you blame for this to happen? Do you think it's the right move for the Bears? I know that Bears fans that I've talked to that have emailed me have already said as long as he doesn't go to Minnesota or Green Bay, we're okay with that. <laughs> well, you better hope he doesn't go to Detroit. <laughs> and I would tell you guys that right now because that's a, that's a definite possibility for Brian Urlacher as well. So I want to hear from you guys on your opinion on the Brian Urlacher story. Send me an email to rfsportsradio.com or send me a shout on Twitter at rfsportsradio. And I want to get you guys' opinion on that as well. Also in the news, Ed Reed appears to be joining the Houston Texans. Good move for the Texans. They've been doing a lot on their defense side of the ball. They brought in Wade Phillips. He's got the defense playing the way they need to play. I mean, they're a team that's always on the cusp. They always do very, very good in the regular season, but can't get it done in the playoffs. Ed Reed's going to provide some leadership for their team, although he's a little older. And to go to space that he is the ball hawk. I mean, this guy's had an interception every season just about that he's played in. And he's going to be that ball hawk back there to anchor that defense down in the back. So you've got the pass rush of a guy like J.J. Watt. Then you've got Ed Reed in the back, intercepting balls when the quarterback's under pressure and just throwing it away. I think that's a good recipe for the Texans, and I'm glad they got that deal done because it's going to really, really help them out a lot. Uh, other NFL news real quick. Of course, we've been talking about rule changes. We talk about the, the crown of the helmet rule with the running backs how they don't want them to lower their head and, and truck, basically, uh, over another player. They're they looking at changing their rule or making it a 15-yard penalty if they do that. Well, they did pass one rule. They did decide to eliminate the tuck rule from the game. This is the infamous tuck rule, the, the tuck rule that started the whole uh, Patriot dynasty when Tom Brady was sacked by the Oakland Raiders. He fumbled the ball. And they called it the tuck rule because he brought the ball down and touched the ball and knocked out his hands. And so they they came up with this tuck rule, a rule that no one ever heard about, no one knew about it until that particular game. Now they have finally decided to change the tuck rule. 
You know, I've, I got mixed feelings on this. Number one, I don't think the Tuck Rule should have ever been a rule in, in the first place, number one. But this rule has decided a big game. It was the deciding factor on do the Oakland Raiders go to the Super Bowl or do the New England Patriots go to the Super Bowl. And let's face it, the Raiders this season would have won it all. They, they were far the better team, the best team in the AFC at the time. And that rule right there determined that the Raiders would not have a chance to advance, and now we're going to change the rule? Now you're going to actually admit that that rule shouldn't have been a rule? What do you tell those Oakland Raider players? What do you tell Jerry Rice? What do you tell uh, What do you tell Tim Brown? What do you tell all those guys on that, Oak, that Raider team now that they know that this rule shouldn't have been in place in the first place? You can't go back and rewrite history when history was written. So, I mean, that was history written. Just based on that rule alone, that's how the tuck rule came into play. So I got really mixed feelings about. It. I don't think it was a, should have been a rule in the first place, but now that it is a rule, you should keep it because it did decide NFL history on that particular play. And this is my opinion. I want to get you guys' opinions as well. We're taking your calls three two three nine two seven two nine zero six. You're listening to Headlines with Rodney Fisher of RFSportsRadio.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll jump into the NBA. Talk about the Miami Heat avoiding a blowout in Cleveland and also getting the more NBA action as well. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Our job is to make you better, to make all athletes better, one great innovation at a time. Athletic innovation isn't available just yet, but it's being built at Under Armour right now. I will. You're listening to the RF Sports Radio Network, the Real Fan Sports Network. And if you're a real fan of sports, then you're a real fan of the NFL. 
Join me, Scott King, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, where we cover the NFL from the draft through the Super Bowl and even fantasy football. So join the conversation Monday nights at 9 p.m. on RF Sports Radio. everyone to Headlines with Rodney Fisher. I'm your host. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at RF Sports Radio and also online at rfsportsradio.com where you can hear 24-7 sports talk from a fan's perspective. We got to be talking about Brian Erlacher, also March Madness, the new NFL rule change and taking away the tuck rule. I want to remind everyone you can interact with our show by email by going to rfsportsradio at gmail. Dot com. If you want to get your business involved with our network, well, we're doing about, we did 54,000 listeners in the month of February. That's 28 days. So we're well on our way to hitting our goal of 250,000 by the end of the year. Get your business involved by contacting us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. I also want to send a special shout out to all my partners, uh, TSCRN, the Sports Chronicle Radio Network, and also Sports Jam and Football Reporters Online as well. Let's talk about the NBA. You guys know I love the NBA. I cover it to a T. I try to attend everything I can. Of course, we'll be at the NBA Finals again this year and covering the NBA throughout the playoffs. And we had a big night in the NBA last night. I got the chance to go to the Brooklyn-Dallas game. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's go through some of the scores because we had a lot of action last night. The Toronto Raptors fall to the Charlotte uh, Bobcats, 107-101. to Well, I say Charlotte Bobcats, but again, they may change their name back to uh, the Charlotte Hornets here pretty soon. Well, they will change their name back. Then you got the Cleveland Cavaliers and Miami Heat. Miami uh, wins 98-95. We'll talk about that a little bit in depth later. The New York Knicks finally get a win, ladies and gentlemen. They beat the Orlando Magic 106-94. Atlanta, after losing to Dallas, they win over Milwaukee 98-90. to and in overtime, a great, great game, if you, didn't, if you didn't see this one, Memphis defeats OKC. OKC now with two straight losses uh, to to some playoff teams in Memphis and Denver. They lose 90-89. to 89. Uh, The New Orleans uh, Hornets, or New Orleans Pelicans, I should say, beat the Boston Celtics 87-86, to 86. a good game there. Houston over Utah 100-93, as Houston continues to try to keep their spot in the playoffs. Also, Brooklyn over Dallas, 113-96. San Antonio over Golden State, 104-93. Uh, Washington over Phoenix, 88-79. And the Clippers over the 76ers, 101-72. Let's talk a little bit about the Miami game because everybody's going to be talking about that. They did extend their streak to 24 straight games. Now, of course, have sole ownership of the second uh, longest win streak in the NBA, trying to go for that 33-game win streak uh, held by the Los Angeles Lakers. And this game started out really interesting. I was watching the game cast of the game, and I'm looking at it, I'm saying, wait a minute, this, uh, are the Heat losing that bad? They were down by as much as 27 points at one time. 27 points in Cleveland. The return of LeBron James to Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, with the ring on display, first time he's brought the ring back to Cleveland, and he's down 27 points 
to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you're talking about a team that, you know, was desperate, looking to get something done, definitely, definitely trying to overcome a 27-point deficit. Now, they were able to do that, and during that streak that they had in the fourth quarter to come back, LeBron James had 11 straight points to bring them back, and they did the number on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers just ran out of gas. That's the best way to put it. They ran out of gas. You know, during that first half, they were plus 15 in rebounds. They were plus 10 points in the paint. And LeBron James, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, they only combined for 15 points at the half. So they were playing good defense. They just ran out of gas in that second half. Now, I thought was really interesting about LeBron after the game. They asked him directly, hey, were you worried about the win streak at all? He says, no, I wasn't even thinking about the win streak. I was thinking about not getting blowed out. <laughs> You know, especially getting blowed out in Cleveland against the Cavs. He was just thinking about not getting blowed out at all. Now, the Cavaliers team, they played valiant, uh, played that valiant effort. But let's be honest, they didn't have all-star point guard Kyrie Irving. They didn't have Deion Waiters and didn't have Anderson Verja as well, which are their three top, top three scores. So without those guys, I think the Cavaliers did a very, very good job of hanging in there and almost ended the win streak for the Cleveland, for the Miami Heat. Now, with that said, we talked about this yesterday. Do the Heat have enough to get to 33 games? They still got some tough games to play. They play uh, on Friday. They play the Detroit Pistons on Friday. And after that, of course, they have a a couple of games against some teams that, let's just say, uh, they're not going to have a hard time beating. But I plan on being at that game on the 31st when they take on San Antonio in San Antonio. I think that's going to be the game that's going to really say – whether they'll be able to make the streak or not make the streak. That's going to be the game that you want to watch right there. That's uh, some market calendar, circle it. We'll be broadcasting live from San Antonio during that game, and that's going to be the game that you definitely want to want to tune in for. We're going to find out what's going to happen in that game. Now I want to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets and the Dallas Mavericks game. I was able to go to that game. I covered the Mavericks. I live in Dallas. I know they're trying to get to 500 so they can cut that, that beard off their face, which looks – it looks god-awful on Dirk. Now, if you guys haven't seen what Dirk looks like lately, go to our website, but he looks terrible with a beard. Doesn't need a beard at all. They made a pact. They're going to keep that beard until they get to 500. Last night didn't really help. They were only three games away from getting to 500, but now they're four games away as they continue to lose at home, which is unheard of for a team like this. This will be the first time they're not going to make the playoffs. And last night, Brooke Lopez killed the Dallas Mavericks by himself. He was a accurate assassin against the Dallas Mavericks. Brooke Lopez had 38 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks, and they couldn't do anything with the guy. And let's face you know, Chris Kamen can't guard Brooke Lopez. Uh, and, and, of course, we put in uh, Bernard James for a little while, but, of course, Carlisle doesn't like to play Bernard James that well. Elton Brand couldn't do nothing against Brooke Lopez. And then Darren Williams goes off on him as well, too. And Maverick fans, of course, they, they wanted to boo Darren Williams. Some of them did. And the reason for that because he didn't come to Dallas. But it, but it was a great article on ESPN Dallas from Tim McMahon. It talks about if you're really mad about Darren Williams not coming to Dallas, don't boo him. You need to boo Mark, Mark Cuban. You know, he decided to film Shark Tank instead of going. And I think that's what really did it. But none of the Maverick players got into the 20, 20 points. You had uh, Dirk Nowitzki had a team high with 16 points. And it's not going to get it done against a team like the Brooklyn Nets that has so many 
dynamic scores. You had Joe Johnson with nine. I don't know what happened to him last night. But Deron Williams had 31 points. Brooke Lopez with 38. And now the Nets team are trying to get their ship right and trying to get on some good, good ground before going to the playoffs and having a chance to take that Eastern Conference, which, let's face it, is going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Nets. It's going to be tough for any team in the East when you have a team like Miami playing the way that they're playing right now. Well, the Mavericks have the Boston Celtics up next. We'll get a chance to talk to Jason Terry, who's a great friend of the network, great friend of the show. And I'll, I'll try my best not to ask him about that dunk. <laughs> but knowing Jed, he's not going to shy away from anything. He's a warrior like that. And we'll be talking to him on Friday, so stay tuned for that. He'll be a live interview for our headline show coming up next week. Now, we've got five more minutes left in the program. You still got time to get your calls in if you want. Make sure, again, check for headlines every morning. We'll be giving you guys all the headlines for the day. And also make sure you listen to RFSN on the TuneIn Radio app or go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. My final point of the day I want to get into is I want to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods. And the reason why I bring it up is because he's going to Bay Hill this weekend, another tournament for him to win. He's going to try to win the Bay Hill for the eighth time in his career. But Tiger's playing some excellent golf right now. And a lot of people are making this, uh, making this whole, you know, good streak he's on, this well-played that he's on. They're making it now to – they're trying to bring him back into the whole pop culture deal with his announcement that he does have a girlfriend in Lindsey Vaughn and the pictures that he released. You know, Tiger's very, very happy right now. And we've seen Tiger when he's unhappy. We've seen Tiger when he didn't have, he didn't feel good about anything other than golf. He, he tried to surround himself with golf as much as he wanted to. He, he really was down in the, in the doldrums, and now he's back, and now he's winning. And now people want to make it out to his publicity stunt. They think he's trying to pull with Lindsey Vaughn. And I want people just to allow, allow Tiger the chance to be happy for a change. I mean, we should allow that for anyone. And I think a lot of people are scared that now he's so comfortable with the public spotlight with Lindsay. Now that he's got this comfort level with her, she's an athlete as well. She's comfortable being out there in the public. He's got someone he can split and share that with. And they don't, they don't have a problem putting on their own, you know, paparazzi photos on Facebook or talking about it on Facebook. I mean, how ironic is that a guy that shied away from the public eye for so long after being caught up in the cheating scandal, you know, a guy that had his private life put out there publicly through text messages and voicemails and uh, stories from uh, uh, restaurant waiters and (laughs) people that worked at Waffle Houses and all kind of stuff. Now he's more comfortable enough to put out his own photos uh, him and his girlfriend together, which that's afraid to look like an Olin Mills picture. Uh, now he's more comfortable doing that. He's more comfortable playing golf, and this does not bode well for the field. If you're still working, if you're still figuring it out, do I take Tiger to the field? I'm telling you right now, you take Tiger. He will win a major this year, and maybe even two majors this year. I'm fully confident that he is back. He's ready to play. He's taking no prisoners. He's already got two wins on the PGA Tour so far this season, and that's going for an eighth at Bay Hill, his eighth in his career, get ready for the dominance of Tiger Woods to return this season. So be prepared for that. I'm telling all the golf fans out there, be prepared for Tiger Woods and what he's about to do. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Headlines this morning. Make sure you guys check us out tomorrow morning as well. 
Uh, I think this is a good time slot for us right about 9, 9.30 every morning. So make sure you guys check back and also check us online at rfsportsradio.com. Thank you guys. Be safe. And now you're ready to talk about sports in the water cooler. Thanks for listening to Headlines. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.